binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Hey, welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. And I'm Garrett. We got a ghost today. Oh, this, this no. This is our first first ghost, right? Because we've done, like, non-corporeal dream beings and things like that. But this is the first, you know, specter. This is the first thing that we're, we got that, like, is a cryptid, but also all the descriptions. So I guess it's probably a ghost. <laughs> well, I just want to go on the record and say that I hate it. I don't like his music. I don't think the Rat Pack is that great. And oh, I you're didn't doing know. what I was gonna do. You're doing my bit. <laughs> you can pile <laughs> on the hate. <laughs> I stand oh, by it. Man. It's not a bit. I don't like him. I mean, I tell you, you know, if he can make it here, though, he can make it anywhere. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> He's only famous because he was the first guy to sing in a, you know, middle tone voice in a microphone. That's why he sounds good. It's not because he's good. It's because he's just using a microphone. People used to have to project loudly in the old times. And that's why I don't like these ghosts. They just project. Man, I'm not a fan. You know, I'm actually a big fan, though, of a lot of the, uh, I guess, technically, they're propaganda films uh, that he made in the the 40s, post-war. Propaganda. but they were mostly to like sort of combat anti-Semitism, which actually is like really interesting. Um, but I digress. I also didn't know that song at the end of Evangelion was a Sinatra song. The Fly Me to the Moon. Yeah, I thought that was an original because you know, atmospheric <laughs> ghost beasts are aren't you, real. Are you are you are you being are you being completely for we've, serious? We've right been now, over this before. I, yes. I know you. Yes. D- I know yes. you didn't know music until like the mid two thousands. Yes. Like, but like still. Yes, this is true. I I I learned it through Simpsons. Then I used LimeWire to get to the good part. This is just like this is the epitome of like I know about that because of hentai. <laughs> like, oh, that's what those are from. Don't worry, Alan. I'm sure you're definitely not alone. There is definitely a big group of like children nowadays who think that uh, Walk Like an Egyptian and Roundabout are only from JoJo. Well, that's oh, also man. true. Oh my god! So uh, this is, we're getting we're gonna get really in the weeds if I if I say anything more. No, please. I'm I'm interested in these weeds. Well, <laughs> I've seen footage of Henry Flint perform. He's the legendary proto everyone avant gardist who I think I've mentioned before invented the incel theory. But he he invented his own radical version of folk music, and he played live, and I missed it because I'm stupid. He's like 90, and uh, he he I swear that the video I've seen, he's playing like microtonal drone over walk like an Egyptian. It's crazy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And yet he stole Wild. it from Jojo, at least uh, you know as will be. <laughs> I think he's just shown the inherent connections of that songs with American folk music. I think he's blending the worlds together. I see. I see. So that that's going to be the new musical theory. The, the 80s girl synth pop is inherently a derivative of sort of turn-of-the-century folk music. Yeah. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> There's that gong sound. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. the, at, the very, yeah. at the very beginning. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. 
I had to clarify. Jokes are only funny if I clarify. <laughs> Big oh, Bang Theory has taught us nothing other than that. It is that jokes are only funny when you have to explain it to the audience. <laughs> Once they're explained. Yep. It doesn't. It doesn't work if your if your comedy is targeted at somebody and they and you know understand it intuitively. You're saying a lot of words when you could have just said bazinga. It, well, I mean that's you know that's actually kind of a brilliant <laughs> idea, right? For for writing comedy, it's like instead of having to have a sign that you flash that says applause or laugh or whatever, you just have a catchphrase that the character says, Chom. and then the audience is then conditioned. Yeah. See exactly like that, exactly like that. The Chom. audience is conditioned to laugh when you say "chomp." <laughs> works that, every time. But that's that's it works on a whole other level because now you can like put that on a t-shirt and market it, right? Like you can't you can't put an applause sign on a t-shirt and sell it to people. Well, I'll show you. Yeah, you yeah. can. I would totally I mean, buy. Could, Buy just a black shirt with a box with like white inside the box and red letters that say applause across the chest. You know, the second that I can get uh, like a high quality animated T-shirt, well, the first is going to be the dancing baby in in oh, honor yeah. of history. But the se- the second will be that. It'll be we'll make those, and there you go. I mean, that one doesn't even need to be high quality. You just need an LED for the white part that flashes. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Actually, it might even work better if it's low quality, because yeah. then yeah. you double down on the whole irony thing. It's like a deconstruction of the Bazinga shirt. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And it'll be our all new chomp shirt. Exactly. <laughs> well, have, we can have the two, right? We can pit the two. We'll be the middleman pitting the two against each other. Yeah, but how do yeah, you spell? It, well, see, that's the other <laughs> thing. If you if you recall, we're gonna we're gonna get really in the weeds here. Garrett, do you remember my my? deep desire to make some sort of article of clothing or device that would allow you to project a oh, like fighting yeah. game you're style hyper your hyper finisher fucking <laughs> yes the, the hyper finisher shirt yeah we somehow need this technology to exist but that 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 will be that needs to go with that right you have a, just a, a picture of howard dean that comes out behind you <laughs> complete with scream and then you know you just go wail on people well that that's the reverse one. It, I mean, I don't know. I think we. I think that works better in that format, right? Because right. people won't. People will just see, you know, the text version of a scream and not get it. <laughs> but <laughs> they'll think it's a cry for help. Exactly. Akin to the 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 damaged Joker tattoo. <laughs> well, speaking of <laughs> the damaged Joker, I have a quote here to start <laughs> off our featured creature. All right. Oh God. Wherever there has been great suffering, people are always seeing strange things. Edward Tinney, former historian and chief ranger of the Chickamauga Chattanooga National Military Park and witness to today's featured creature, Old Green Eyes. Oh, Green Eyes. That's a different guy. I guess me and Alan were on a whole different... uh, hmm. Fly me to Chattanooga, where you're no longer storying. You got too scared to carry your profession. It's a good thing we're doing this in podcast form, not on the stream, because we'd get muted for just how spot on that was. Perfect. Just absolutely. It was perfect. The Battle of Chickamauga which was fought on the 19th and 20th of September, 1863, near Snodgrass Hill, on the Tennessee-Georgia border, was one of the bloodiest battles of the American Civil War, second only to the Battle of Gettysburg 
in regards to the number of casualties. Did you say it was on Snods? Uh, let's... Is that formerly ch- <laughs> no, never, never Yeah, mind. it was Sneed's uh, Seed and Feed, Snor- <laughs> never, formerly never Chuck's. Uh, it's formerly Chuck's Grass Hill, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. No, good, good Simpsons joke. I appreciate. I, just, it. I feel, I feel bad for just interrupting genuine <laughs> historical commentary for a very forced attack. Oh no, no, no! Because um, you you stopped me right at the end of the historical facts and right into the bullshit. So you got <laughs> okay. me right on good, a good segue. You got me right, right on the line. Okay. Uh, which is. It is said that so much blood was spilled on the battlefield that a creature of great malice was drawn to the devastation. Is this the angry grass monster again? Yep, all four. <laughs> all four blades <laughs> four of grass. Four blades of grass. <laughs> <laughs> they pointed up in a triangle. In a PlayStation 1 <laughs> enemy. Oh my goodness. I love Chrono Cross. <laughs> I mean, co- honestly though, Konami could do that, dude. That sounds like a Silent Hill enemy. Yeah, I think you said that. Radio that static starts going all over the place. Yeah, dude, you freak yeah. out. A beast with green glowing eyes is claimed to have haunted the land long before the arrival of the Civil War. I found no evidence of this. It, well, it was long no before one, your time, Garrett. No one claims it except for the wiki article. That's the only one. Uh, pretty much. Everything I found on it, like, oh yeah, Native American legends beforehand, but like, I could find no... Like no stories no specific or, legends or anything yeah it's just the kind of thing that the white people made up like oh there's a spooky ghost we, we didn't make it up it was here before us interesting it was like that when i got here <laughs> it's my first day exactly i they didn't figure it. it out yeah <laughs> whoa, whoa whoa who brought this semi-corporeal being i didn't do it <laughs> he said it it was like that when i got here <laughs> Then why did I have the bowl? <laughs> why did I have the bowl, Bart? <laughs> the bowl is uh, the grass monster. That's old green eyes. Where the fuck was I? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to get us back. I'm sorry. Angry grass. Okay. After the battle of Chickamauga, some reported seeing such a creature moving among the corpses near Snod Grass Hill, formerly Chuck's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now I just I keep thinking of that the Peter Gabriel song, uh, the Salisbury Hill, but it's Snodgrass Hill. Never mind. Nope. Another swing and a miss. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see myself out. Such reports allegedly describe the monster as being human-like, with eerie green eyes and a huge deformed jaw, from which terrifying fangs protruded. He had a straw hat and he sang in Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a like a turn of the century carnival barker. Oh, uh, they mean like Frank Sinatra, just when he fancies wearing a straw hat, like a farmer hat. No, yeah, no, no. One confused. of those, the, the fancy one, is the the short brim hat, like a Dick Van Dyke kind of thing. You know, okay, mm. not barbershop quartet. Well, I mean, kind of like that same kind of thing. Okay, not like the Hawaiian punch hat. Okay, we're we're not talking about that hat. No, it was yeah, yeah. before this hair hat. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the same thing as Joe Taro's hat, honestly. <laughs> It is. I mean, I always, you know, this is, we're going to go back, going back to the PlayStation 1. Uh, le- <laughs> legit, I always thought that uh, Amaranth from uh, from Final Fantasy IX looked like the Hawaiian punch guy because of the weird red hair. After the Civil War, visitors and rangers at the Chickamauga <laughs> National Park have reported encounters with the same green-eyed creature. Some say that the entity is a ghost of a long-dead warrior 
we'll get to that later because one of the rumors of what <laughs> all right no, i'll get to that now it's it was gonna be the last thing in the thing but uh one of the rumors is that old green eyes is a confederate soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball and is just wandering around looking for his head yeah no that checks out right he's the the same guy as the sleepy hollow but he's got crazy fangs angry fangs yeah but if it's a creature known primarily based on his big old glowing green eyes and it's the body walking around looking for the head, it doesn't match up. Well, okay, what if, hear me out, All right. what if the eyes are like non-corporeal? Okay. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, I keep wanting to say Mephisto, not Mephisto, Dormammu. It's like Dormammu, but it's like a, like a, like a no basketball part. Okay, uh, but what about the deformed jaw? It also detached and non-corporeal then why does he need it to scare people exactly no why does he need his regular head to scare people well i mean i don't think he needs it garrett i think it's more an issue of want all right i mean you know human human existence is defined by our want so i mean this you know it all checks out i also think how scary it is if you got crazy jaw then he's just holding his normal head well you know he's he's like He just switches between the two. Yeah, you it's know? terrifying. The one, well, one I mean, is his business casual, and the other is exactly the other one's party in the back. You said you said at the beginning that he was you know drawn there because of all the blood. What if the the weird jaw is like actually just a misidentified proboscis, and he uses it to drain the blood from the battlefield, and oh. now he doesn't need it because you know it, it. We don't really have war like that exactly anymore. So it just like. You know, he needs the regular head so he can infiltrate the business world. Mm-hmm. So he can suck up all that, all the, the white collar blood. Money. Exactly. Cocaine. I don't know about so much Proboscis. that. He's a ghost after all. Others say <laughs> that it is something else. Something inhuman. How inhuman is it? 1980s businessman. Oh my god. <laughs> the maximum inhuman. But the Civil War is not the only source of death that may have imprisoned lost spirits at the battlefield. The hill behind Wilder Tower saw the deaths of many soldiers, mainly from typhoid fever. Oh. During their training and encampment on the battlefield in preparation for the Spanish-American War. Okay, so this is like a like a wartime ghost. Yeah. It's like the two biggest sightings are a spooky ghost guy after the battle. Whoa. Well... None of the sightings involve the Spanish-American War. It's just saying that that is another source of death that wasn't caused by war. All right. Okay. It was them training for war. Yeah. It's like, you know, they say you could pile all the bodies from Civil War to reach the moon. This way you can pile them back from the moon. Yeah, yeah. You got a up and down staircase. Uh. Yeah, I've never heard that before. You pile them like, like just like top to bottom or like foot, head to foot? Spiral staircase. Well, ah, Yes. We got oh. MC Escher over here. All right, it, the corpse stairway. He's my fucking favorite master of ceremonies. <laughs> yeah. I just never know when he's gonna stop though, or begin. I, I that's that's how you know because the stairs are upside down that he could let the beat drop. drop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but who are the other of the other two MCs? If there's three MCs and one DJ. I like to imagine MC Escher as uh, one of the original members of the Beastie Boys. I mean, of course. Who else could it be? Just imagine his version of uh, Intergalactic. (laughs) Named so because you pile all the Civil War corpses to the moon. The 1970s. Two different and unrelated people had accidents near the same location in the park 
having driven their cars off the road, wrecking them after seeing a pair of glowing eyes. And this was near Snodgrass, or the the sure. other one, the the Tower Hill. Uh, it's all the same, like. Oh, okay. So it's all in the same the same military park, national park. <laughs> yeah. Now we get to like pretty much the only named character in all of this, who we already mentioned earlier. Oh, Chucks. <laughs> yep, Chucks. Seed and feed. However, one of the most notable encounters involved Edward Tinney. One day in 1976, at about 4 a.m., he went to check on some battle reenactors who were camping out in the park. Oh no! He said that while <laughs> he said that while walking near Glen Kelly Road. He encountered a man over six feet tall walking towards him. Here is the account, in his own words. When it passed me, I could see his hair was long, like a woman's. The eyes, I'll never forget those eyes. They were glaring, almost greenish-orange in color, flashing like some sort of wild animal. The teeth were long and pointed like fangs. I didn't know whether to run or scream, or what. Then, the headlights of an approaching car came blazing through the fog, and the thing disappeared right in front of me. Since Tinny's sighting 45 years ago, several residents have experienced unusual activity in the park they cannot easily explain. I did the math. The article I read said 27 years ago, so I had to redo the math. It was 45. Plus whatever when you're listening to this. In the future. 45 years ago from 2021. <laughs> nothing? Nothing on Tinny's story? Well, does he mention if he took his head and swapped it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? No, that was just a one-time rumor that I found. Okay, yeah, the one I said. Fort Oglethorpe resident Denise Smith said she encountered a ghostly being with green eyes on a cold, foggy night in the park in 1980. On her way home from work, she worked at a Crystal's, a chicken restaurant. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, does Crystal still exist? Yes. I know they make that hot sauce. Well, it did before the pandemic, so I don't know. It was raining and foggy, so I was going real slow. I was going through the S-curve past Wilder Tower when I saw something big in the road, about eye level, and all I could see were those big green eyes. It was so foggy, I couldn't see a body. I got closer, and it just disappeared. Smith said she always thought the tale of the ghostly green-eyed beast was a myth, and never would have believed in a million years. But now, she says she won't step foot in the park after night. Especially after he just took his head and swapped him back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth, endlessly, and all was it horrifying, right? As if he was auditioning for the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> head swap see it is useful that is all i have on old green eyes my favorite scooby-doo triple crossover harlem globe trotter scooby-doo and the old green eyes yeah but he's the dean of the ghoul school (laughs) they may have gone too far i think it was too many characters maybe quite possibly (laughs) just like scoob well we got Dick Dastardly, Blue Falcon, Scooby-Doo's Gang, and Captain Caveman? I didn't know he's in it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Caveman, played by Tracy Morgan. Oh my god, no way. What? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, that movie's pretty good. 
It's just a standard like kids animated movie, except for there's a like two minute scene of Dick Dastardly just yelling his name is Dick because <laughs> Scooby can't pronounce it. It's like Dick, 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 Dick. <laughs> oh my god, they just really went for it. <laughs> they just fucking <laughs> wait. How does Scooby say it? I think he just says Rick. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he just calls him Rick. The whole movie is about opening a portal to hell so he can get Muttley back. Wow. Because Muttley's dead. <laughs> it's a powerful Faustian deal over there. Yeah. Is this to set up a Hanna-Barbera extended universe? I uh, Four billion percent, yeah. We are at the end of that, so can it beat a hippo? No. Mm, I gotta say no as well. Yeah, if it's afraid of a car... It's afraid of a hippo. <laughs> Yeah, Hippo's just a flesh car, as we've previously covered. And, you know, this guy's uh, disfigured jaw has nothing on that of a hippo, so... No, no. What's more disfigured than a hippo's everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you can open up at a flat 180 degrees, it just nothing even compares. Yep. Okay, so we all agree a hippo can't take it. We yep. are in in agreement. Wait, you said a hippo can't take it? Oh, uh, it can't beat a hippo. Okay, all right. right? Yes. I think okay. we all agree. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I did misspoke. Good catch. That's what they pay me for. Plug emendations. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do actually have something. Uh, as my listeners know, I do love theme park history. Uh, it's super interesting, and I've actually been getting back on watching a bunch of stuff about it. Um, and I found a channel that's pretty good uh, called uh, Coaster College. Huh. Uh, and... Uh, it just generally covers uh, roller coaster and theme park history, so worth a watch. I recommend it. It's a Coaster College on YouTube. Sick. I got one that I wanted to say earlier, but I completely forgot to bring it up. Okay, so there's another. Netflix has done like two script, like half scripted, half documentary shows, like really close to each other. Uh, one is Age of the Samurai: Battle for Japan, which is pretty good. But the one I'm plugging is The Lost Pirate Kingdom. Oh, how pirate is it? It's pretty piratey. And oh, they even mentioned um, a plug you did earlier, Shefton. Really? The uh, That pirate documentary that Internet Historian did. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. They mentioned that boy in there. Uh, but I'm only mentioning this because there's a scene where... Or the, there's a whole episode where Whitebeard, or Blackbeard is trying to cure his syphilis. <laughs> Okay. And like the the cure in quotes for syphilis is injecting your dick full of mercury. Ooh, that's a good one. And they just straight up show it. But did it work? No, of course not. Oh no. What happened? I mean it killed the <laughs> syphilis but also killed his dick. Ooh, that's got to be. That just sounds terrible. But there's a whole scene where he has like the doctor and you're like, "Okay, cool. This this is a Netflix thing. They're not going to show a syringe going up the urethra." Nope, they wow. show it like four times. Nice. So you know how to do it at home. And then when they have like last time on the pirate, <laughs> lost pirate kingdom, they show it again. That's just every kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, so that's my that's my plug, the lost pirate kingdom. I heard that okay. Baudelaire used to have sex with all his clothes on because he thought that would help, but he still got sex. <laughs> What's your plug? Uh, I don't have one for real. That's fine. Not, not Baudelaire. I've been re-listening to the Liars album Mess. 2014 i really like it there we go not not baudelaire's syphilis all right straight into the point well you can follow us on twitter at fecre f-e-a-c-r-e and 
check out our Patreon. For a dollar, you can vote on future episodes and get bonus episodes. And for signing up in general, you get a sticker. And for five dollars, you get access to our Discord server. And remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. Harlem Grobe Schroeder's theme. Uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, I think, is actually the name of the Harlem Grobe Schroeder's whistling song. Oh, thank God. Good to know.